0: Hey guys, welcome back to the intimacy podcast for the million dollar man. I'm your host Rhonda Farr. And today we are talking with Enneagram coach Mariah Wickham. I have brought on Mariah because she knows about the personality types and many of my clients, if you're listening, you're going to know that sometimes I'll reference your personality types. I have a lot of Enneagram three personality types in my one-to-one coaching program. I'm going to let Mariah give us an overview in just a moment about what that means. I think this episode could be really powerful, number one, for you if you're an Enneagram 3, but also if your partner wants to understand you better or if you feel like your partner sometimes takes um, your behaviors personally, invite her to listen to this. So maybe she can understand a little bit more about you, but also, so maybe you can work together with a little bit more awareness and maybe you can understand her and what it's like to be married to you. So before we dive all the way in, Mariah, please introduce yourself and thank you for being here.
1: You bet. I am glad to be here. I love talking about the Enneagram. So I am a certified life coach. I am also an Enneagram uh, coach So I understand all the numbers and I understand how they play with each other, how they overlap and intersect with each other, which is really important in any partnership or marriage. Um, I also um, am going to grad school and I'm working on a degree in adult learning. So I am learning how to more effectively teach adults. Um, So all of those things combined, are kind of my passions um, and helping people understand themselves better. <laughs> um, and I think I think that's it. Could you tell us what's on your tank top? <laughs> we uh, laughed yes. about this before we just record. <laughs> I was telling Rhonda earlier that I wore my Harvard tank uh, on purpose today um i'll be on my way to the gym after this interview and so um i wanted to bring harvard energy because it, it really encompasses what the three energy is all about about achievement and success and image and that um that polished look and prestige that that really encompasses the 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 three personality
0: yeah and another little tidbit that we talked about before we pressed record Mariah knows a bit about threes because that is, and we can get into the wings and subtypes and all the things, but she has a little bit of three in her guys. So
1: (laughs) for sure, for sure. I am a four wing three with, but my, my wing three is very strong. Um, So I relate, I relate a lot to the three type Um, and, and I relate to the, to the frustration of it. There's both, there's every type has the pros and cons. And so I get, I also understand how it can be frustrating. Well, why don't you start us
0: out with maybe just a broad overview of what we're talking about? Like if we could sum this up in a nutshell for people listening, what does it mean to be the personality type of Enneagram three?
1: All right. So the Enneagram three personality type is the achiever And so they want to achieve in order to feel worthwhile, in order to feel valuable. They want to um, succeed. They want to be seen by other people, probably more than any other type. The Enneagram 3 wants to be seen uh, uh, by other people in a valuable, worthwhile light. And so they will always be checking in with the people around them and then adjusting according to what's what's going on around them. Sometimes threes are called the social chameleons because uh, they want to be okay in in any kind of setting. And so if I'm not okay, if you're giving me cues or if you're giving me any kind of whatever, That I don't think that you think I'm okay. (laughs) I'm going to adjust accordingly. And so it's an interesting thing going on with threes. Threes are part of the heart triad, which twos, threes, and fours are all part of the heart triad, which means they process things in life through their heart. But threes have kind of a predicament going on because they are right in the middle of that heart triad, meaning they don't have a wing that is in another triad. They don't have another wing to balance them out in the head or body triad. They are stuck fully in the heart triad and they are overwhelmed by emotions, which means they don't want to go there. They don't want to ever feel They don't ever want to feel vulnerable. They don't ever want, they just, they're drowning in it. And so often with threes, they will experience emotion through other people or movies or events or other things because they can't go inside and do it themselves. It just is too, 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 too much. And so that's an interesting thing going on with threes Um, and, but is really, if, when they can do that, they step into their growth and step into a lot of really true authentic relationships when they can show up that way. Um, because often threes are numbing out to emotions because it's too much. And so it's not that it's not that they can't feel it's that they've just numbed out to it. From an early age, they learned that was too much. And so they just have learned to numb it out. Um, and so um, they also struggle with identity a lot. Anyone in the, like I said, heart triad will. Um, and so who who they are is really uh, um, an external thing for threes. And
0: validation. So, Can we yeah. just throw out that word? They are validation junkies usually,
1: right? Say more. <laughs> truly, truly are. Yes. Validation junkies. Um, and they want, they want to feel okay because the people around them are okay with who they are. Uh, one of the descriptions of a three that I find so interesting is they spend a lot of time watching people watch them. And I think that with I think that's very accurate, even with my three wing. I I see myself doing that where I'm I'm watching other people and I'm okay as long as you're okay with how I am. But then it's kind of ironic because I only want to be seen in a certain light. Threes Mm -hmm. have this really big piece of them that they're like, I want to be seen desperately. I want that validation, but only this way. And, and only, only only if you're going to say it this way or talk about it this way, only see this part of me. So it's this, this really hard thing because they want desperately to be seen, but they're putting out an inauthentic version of themselves. So when they do get that validation, when they do get the compliments, they don't believe it because I've sent out a a fake version of me. So what you're complimenting me on is not really me anyway. And so even though they're desperate for validation, they don't believe it when it comes hard for them to trust. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for them to trust it, to trust because it's so, so hard for, um, threes to let people into their heart space and that, that is what would really create the intimacy and the authenticity, but it's so hard for threes to do that. It gets so, so hard because they have this very curated, very polished version of what they want people to see and accept. And they want that validated only. And so it it is, it is a little a bit of a balance or I shouldn't not, it's a big balance. Actually, I shouldn't <laughs> dismiss it at all. It's a, it can be a big um, thing to figure this balance out. Um, but when you do, and when you do the work, it's so worth it. Threes will find so much more peace in their lives and they will find so so much more authenticity, um, with those that they can trust that will lead to a lot more, um, I want to say like, just calmness. There's not that like inner turmoil all the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just jotted down several notes. So if it's okay, let me just ask you some follow-up questions. Um, first of all, with the trust, I guess we can just go there since that's, um, the last one I jotted down. What I see in my clients a lot is exactly what you said. They're so used to getting that external validation and they're often really, really good at it because as you said, they've learned from a very, very young age that they can figure out how to get the validation. Many of them have parents who are super focused on external achievements, get the good grades and be the sports star and get accepted into the right colleges and, um, So they're good at it and and they often really excel at work because Mm -hmm. of these skills. So it's like they're getting this reward and this payoff, but -hmm. then when they come into their more intimate relationships, it's, I see this all the time. They want their partner to validate them in a similar, similar way as they have been in other areas of their lives, but they don't trust that their partner's being genuine. They Mm -hmm. don't trust that their partner's really being honest with them. They don't trust their partner's Mm -hmm. motives a lot. Or if the partner has kind of pulled away because he's kind of expected her to be as high achieving as he is, um, they don't trust that she will step back into their space. Cause this happens a lot with partners. So let's talk about that trust thing. It's almost like they're sabotaging in their intimate relationships, the thing that they're craving the mm. most. And then that feels terrible. What would you yes. say about
1: Yes, absolutely. That goes on with threes a lot. Another thing to understand about threes is they are part of the aggressive stance. And mm-hmm. so this means that when they, when things aren't working out for them, they're going to aggressively try to fix it. And so, um, different types, like the four type withdraws their stances to when things aren't working out, they withdraw and they internally try to figure things out so with knowing that about threes is important because that's not that's not how you fix quote unquote fix relationships you can't aggressively go at it and just like fix it you can't you can't get your partner to be who you want them to be um yeah. but in growth to trust other people <clears throat> starts with you believing those things about yourself and finding the strength finding the courage to internally validate yourself, internally find that, that worth and that value because you believe it about yourself. And it's, it's very hard to get to that place or, or it can be easy. It depends on how well you've managed your thoughts, how, how much power you've given your thoughts and that sort of thing. So it could go either way, but also there's a big, um, big pace with threes they're they're known for just going fast and thinking fast and they get really frustrated if people around them are are seen as slow um that's why the three nine relationship like if you have a a one person relationship that's three and one that's a nine can be so problematic the nine is known as the sloth (laughs) and they (laughs) they will just take their own sweet time it will they will get to it they will it will happen when it's supposed to And so that three, nine relationship, especially because of that can be a little, um, frustrating because the three is like, come on, let's, let's move. Let's, you know, let's make this happen. Um, and so that's another thing with understanding that part of it is that the, the things take time. This isn't something you're just going to like pass a test and be certified and and like get your, get your A and be able to move on. This isn't like that. This is like inner work that you will do to trust other people and be vulnerable. And sometimes it's not going to work out and you're going to have to feel all of the things that come up as you do that.
0: That's so good. And I love that you brought in the nine personality type because a lot of threes are married to nines. And what I've seen is it works really well in the beginning Because to your point, the social chameleon part of the threes, people who you have brief interactions with like day to day, they usually love the threes, right? Because they're so good at reading them and being who they're supposed to be. But when you have to share space with them, right? Like if you have to share romantic space with them, or even sometimes long-term employee relationships can get a little dicey here too. But we want that nine eventually to step up and hold their weight. Whereas in the beginning, it works so well because the nines are quieter and they'll just let them make the plans and they'll keep their voice quiet because they feel a little bit more safe, not being the spotlight and the three will take over and do. And what I see for many of my clients is in the beginning of their marriage, they're like, Fick, fit, fit, right? great, Until that nine feels totally steamrolled and completely backs off emotionally, sexually, whatever. And then the three's like, wait a minute, why aren't you vacating me anymore? Wait a minute. Why aren't you choosing me and desiring me? And then it gets pretty dysfunctional. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you bringing that up.
1: Yes, and I'm not. Uh, it's interesting you you segued into that too, because something to know about threes is they are not going to seek out help until the shit completely hits the fan. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they will not seek out therapy or coaching or any kind of help until it's just the train has completely derailed because their go to is to just keep moving forward to just keep doing 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 that's their default and it's it's not a problem really because the you're not no one really is going to need help until the train is completely derailed so what they were doing was working for them yeah but it is very typical for them to get to a point where everything's completely dysfunctional before they ask, before they ask for help. And so that's something to, to understand as well, is that when you have waited that long to try to get help, there's a lot of things, (laughs) a lot of things you need to assess. Um, and so, um, but really at the core of threes is this fear of being worthless, this fear of having no value. And so that something that is something that other people that love threes or, or are in partnerships with threes, is it's really good for them to understand that that is a core fear driving them, that they are so afraid of being worthless. And so they're motivated by being better, by improving. They love to be celebrated, <laughs> you know, that validation again. Um, and they want to prove themselves. and And so those play out in lots of different ways in relationships, at work, in friendships, everything.
0: Yeah. I want to highlight something you said, because it's so true. People will call me up or come get on a consult call. And it is their wife's like, I'm done when the kids are graduating. I'm also out. And so that's when they're like frantic. Oh my gosh. It's finally enough pressure for me to show up here and do something about it. If you're listening to this guys, please, (laughs) please. Not that you can't make some changes. I've seen some changes made at that point. But please don't wait that long. You don't have to. Don't let it get out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to ask you about something else with the wife part here too. Here's something else I see. With them feeling like a failure, the threes often worried about not being valuable. I see my guys sometimes making their spouse or their children just an extension of their success failure. So for example, um, and some of my clients' wives, if you're listening to this, you're going to think this is about you. I promise you it happens all the time. So this is not specifically about one client. Um, (laughs) like if my client goes to the gym and sometimes they'll go two or three times a day and especially every day of the week, but their wife's like, eh, not my thing. It feels like a personal failure to my client. If their spouse doesn't also eat the same way or go to the gym or, or they don't, their body looks different or, or if their kids grades aren't good, or they don't get into the college that they thought they should. It feels like a personal failure to my client. They like, it's conflated and one and the same. Tell me what you think about that.
1: Yes. I see that all the time as well, because of what I was explaining, their external world is a reflection of who they are. Mm -hmm. And so threes are in that space of I'm okay, as long as you tell me I'm okay. And so if they have a child that isn't doing what they wanted them to do or any of that, yeah, that can be a real, um, sore spot and, and a crushing piece of their identity because they've built this world around their identity being ex, ex, um, separate from them. Their, their identity is on the outside of them. So, to turn that around and to go inner into your inner world and create your identity is how is the antidote for that. And also, you're going to have to feel some big emotions. Threes hate emotions. They kind yeah. of think, um, I like this statement I heard once that the way threes think of, about um emotions is that they're not very aerodynamic, right? Like they're going to slow you down.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. I see it all the
1: time. Uh-huh. Yes. And so in, in that, that whole situation, if you're working through a child that isn't getting the grade you want them to get, or, you know, isn't, it doesn't have the same aspirations as you do and isn't applying to all of the, you know, top tier schools, go in, in your, go inside and, and yeah. really get comfortable with what emotions that's bringing up and work through those. That's what will create growth for you. And that's what will allow you to continue to have a authentic relationship with your child, because at the end of the day, that's what matters is, is the relationship with your spouse or your child or whoever else, but it will require you to feel and that's so, so hard for threes.
0: You just summed up my whole one-to-one coaching experience, right? And I work with my clients for five months. And oftentimes up front, they're like, what? Five months? I thought I was going to come in here in two weeks. And this would be like, how old are you? (laughs) Typical clients between 40 and 50 for me. How old are you? Mm -hmm. 45. Let's pretend. It took you four and a half decades to keep repeating and relearning these patterns. And you want to come in here, but that's a three, right? Tell me what to do and I'll do it it'll be over. Right. I literally have people said, sorry, like that just feels too long. I'm going to try something else. And I'm like, okay, fine. And oftentimes they'll come back. Sometimes they don't, but I want to say something about this emotion thing too. And, and ask you maybe another question about it. A hundred percent feeling those emotions feels like the obstacle vulnerability just feels so out of control for them. And it's just, oh, they, most of my clients don't like that. The emotion that I do see them chasing all the time is like this thrill, this excitement. They like are chasing that one though, right? Whether it's in the relationship, they want their partner to spice it up more or whether it's in like dirt biking or racing fast cars or like, it's almost like they don't want to open the door at all on the discomfort, but they're like running full force to the excitement and the euphoria. What do you mm-hmm. think about that?
1: Yes, that that is a, a great evidence to the point I made earlier about how they experience emotion through other things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So and so they're they're driven by the the risk taking or the or the high um high adventure sports or other they're driven by that because that that drives that need to feel um, but it also drives that fear of feeling what they really need to feel. <laughs> and so what I would propose is that it's possible to do both, right? You don't need to give up your uh, your high-risk sports, you don't need to give up your exciting
0: things. Woo! Everybody breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. You can do all that, but if you do that and try to balance it with this with this other inner work, you'll f- there will be so much more balance to your, to your life so much more, um, like calmness that I referred to earlier. Um, and, and, uh, this, oh, what's the, the word I'm looking for is just letting go of putting the power in other people's hands to tell you who you are. Yeah. That is huge. That is so, so huge because that, that is a cause of stress for threes big time, because I need you to be a certain way. I need you to validate me. I need you to think of me a certain way. I need you to give me the award, right? Like all of that is out of your hand and it is, becomes a very stressful life when you're trying to control that and manage that.
0: Yes. And so we're creating what we fear most almost. It's like, Mm -hmm. as a three, I want that validation. I can see the problems. I can be really critical. I can work really hard. I can solve them because it feels really good to be in control of that. Mm -hmm. And when everybody around you, their appearances, their successes, their validation is what you need back, it kind of yanks you by the chain. This is how I describe it to my client you're being yanked by the chain of other people who don't share the same values who don't share the same personality type, who don't have the same goals as you, but you're making that equate to your success. So you desperately want to achieve and be in control of your success. And you're also giving it to the other people. So it just feels terrible. Right, very stressful. And they won't blame our partners. This is what I, I kind of want to speak to this too. A lot of my clients then are convinced if their partner would just dress when all the designer clothes that we went out and purchased for them. And instead of going to Walmart or whatever, if they would just like keep the house completely spotless, like we like it, we would feel better. Like we want them to do all those things. And we're convinced as threes that we'll be so much happier. Mm -hmm. What's it like to be married to a three? Do you want to, we've talked about this a little bit, but can we speak overtly to that too, a little bit?
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah. To be from what I, I'm not married to three, um, but I, I have I'm not either three, <laughs> three wing, three wing, but um, from certain, I've, I have certain people I know and, and clients and stuff that are, and there's a lot of pressure. It creates a lot of pressure because they, they feel tied between, well, I love this person and I want to give them what they need or want, but yeah. also I want to be authentically me. And so I, I, that isn't right. I don't want to wear the designer clothes. I don't, you know, I, it's not my value to have a completely clean home and organized home a hundred percent of the time. Right. So there's just this, this balance of always like, well, I love them. I want to serve them and help them in, in ways they feel valued and worthwhile, but I also want to show up authentically. So to be married to a three it may feel like a tug of war constantly, constant tug of war of like, do I enable them and give them all this validation that they're wanting? It can see from the partner's view, it can seem like they're enabling them. um, right? But also, when you love someone and you are in a, a healthy relationship, of course you're going to validate them and have empathy for them and show up for them. I mean, that's what a healthy balanced relationship is. So it can be a big tug of war to decide, am I being authentic as their partner? Or am I like, do I really feel this way? Or am I just doing this to, to So I, so I don't have conflict, right? It can feel like stepping on eggshells all the time waiting for the next like bomb to go off. <laughs> it can feel like that. And that is hard. That is super, super hard in a relationship. It won't get the, going back to the threes point of view. It won't get you what you want. It won't create this authentic relationship with true connection. Um, if your partner is constantly feeling like they have to walk on eggshells.
0: You make so many good points. I know the partners who are listening to this episode are going, oh my gosh, yes. I work with a few wives also of the Million Dollar Men. So they'll come in. And the number one thing they say to me, it's hard for me to even trust myself at this point. Mm -hmm. Number one, because he's always told us what we think, right? Like his opinion has kind of been Mm -hmm. positioned as the way it is. So they start to not trust themselves on that front. But then number two, it's exactly what you said. They love these men. They're not going to stay in a marriage for 20 some years when it's kind of tricky, right? To be in this relationship if they don't love them. So they, they do, they love you guys Mm -hmm. and they want to show that love, but sometimes they don't trust their own mind. Am I just doing this so he won't be mad at me or so the mood in the home with the kids and I or so the vacation doesn't get ruined or whatever. Am I just doing it for that? Or am I doing it because I want to show love? And that gets really tricky for the spouses of threes I'm noticing. And I'm just going to go ahead and I want to know what you have to say about this, but I'm going to go ahead and say the antidote for that is very similar as what you said earlier. If the nines or or whatever personality type of the spouse can lean in and process through their discomfort and their fear, Then they get to choose when they show love, not respond out of obligation and managing the threes emotions. But tell me what you think about that when the the partner sometimes they they learn that they can't trust their own mind because they're so confused.
1: Yes, yes. And this is what I do in in the work I do with my clients. I help people come home to themselves. And so what that looks like in a relationship is. I'm very confident in how I show up, regardless of how my partner might react. And so, but it does require a lot of tolerating risk, yeah. toler, tolerating things going south, right? But like you standing in your, your confidence and trusting yourself. And so it... um it it requires your own work there's there's inner work needed on both sides right we're yes. not saying that the threes have to do all the work here the partner is also going to need to do their own work and it but i do believe that like you said love is really at the center of it you if if that's still there if that spark is still there and that desire is still there these things can be worked out um and they they can They can create a whole different dynamic in your relationship.
0: Yes, I really, I really emphasize it can be worked out if both partners are willing to take a look at it. And I've seen it too, Mariah. I've seen some sticky situations that are pretty hard. I think this might be a good moment for us to give a little message to the partners of threes too. I think we've said it, but I I just want to call it out overtly. Your partner is a high achiever. They're looking to you with their value system, thinking that you should share that. And like Mariah said earlier, you will communicate back to them through your actions or your successes or through you sharing their values that they're okay. But listen, partners, whatever they're trying to convince you to do to help them feel okay, it doesn't mean you're not enough. Sometimes I see the partner coming in feeling like there's something wrong with them. They're broken. They're not enough. If they could contort their body to look a certain way or just keep their house as clean as he wants it, excuse me, or if they could just get the kids all organized in the right way. It's not about that. This is not about you, partner. Mm -hmm. Now that's not to say that you don't want to do your own work and show up as the best version of yourself that feels in alignment with you. Absolutely go do that, but don't let, and this is for any personality type, any at all. I see this in my marriage too. Don't let your partner's personality type make you feel broken, Mm -hmm. convince you that you're not enough. Cause that's just not true. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's so painful and I see it a lot. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. At the core of this is understanding that what's going on with another person what they're saying their behavior all of it has more to do with them always 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 than it has to do with you yeah. so even if the, your spouse is coming at you and criticizing you and cutting you down that has more to do with them than you and you don't have to take that on you don't have to to say oh you know to keep the peace all right i'll do xyz or whatever you, like you said, you don't have to contort yourself, um, because what's going on with them. And when I see that in relationships, it's like, okay, that's a sign of inner turmoil. If that person is constantly, you know, looking at their spouse to change or be different, that's, that's inner turmoil for them. They are, they are very uncomfortable with who they are and they need to go inside and, and work, work that out themselves.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Two things, and maybe we can wrap this up. Um, I want to end on a positive note. So maybe we'll do this one last. Like we've talked about the hard things of threes. Threes are amazing. I love the people I work with. So they're awesome. I want to end with that. But before we do, you mentioned it like the inner turmoil, when we're always trying to control like that, that might be a little telltale sign that we're in an unhealthy part of our personality type. Do you want to, Um, maybe speak just a second to for three what are some little like signals or warnings that maybe we're getting a little into our unhealthy zone and then let's finish with how freaking amazing threes also are because we we need them
1: we love them oh yes the threes are doing wonderful things in the world yeah Yeah, they have they they we we wouldn't be here without them so we do love threes for sure um yes so some red flags, maybe you can, you can watch for if you're off center, if you're not grounded, um, it would be kind of what we've touched on looking constantly to outside things for your own validation and for your own worth. Um, um, if you are avoiding sadness, (laughs) I think it's a really good idea for threes to have a, a consistent homework of, Putting on a sad movie and just letting it all out because it builds and builds and builds, but they mm. have such a hard time going there. So just like put it on your calendar to watch a sad movie, maybe every three weeks or four weeks, and just let it all out. Right? Oh my I'm- gosh,
0: Mariah, can I pause you? I've actually never thought of addressing emotions that way. We have very specific ways that we we teach emotions and how to process, but that's so interesting because that could be kind of like a fun thing. And threes like to schedule and keep things going. Like yep. just put it schedule. <laughs> probably feels less invasive to your success than me saying, all right, we're going to sit and we're going to feel right. (laughs) That's so good. Thank you
1: for sharing. I have have a couple go-to sad ones that I just put on when I, when I feel it, feel it building up and it's a great, it's a great exercise for sure. Um, if you feel like you're overworking, if you feel like you've overcommitted, if you're doing more than you're feeling right, that's, these are all signs. Um, threes have trouble um when they lose sight of their true self and so if you are feeling off kilter because you just don't know where that center is you're you're that's another red sign um and so they are very competitive um i don't know if we've said a lot about threes i don't know if that word specifically has come up but they are very competitive and so and that's there's there's nothing wrong with being competitive except when you are putting yourself above other people and 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 this can happen in your relationship that like you're you're constantly viewing yourself as the expert constantly thinking that your opinions are are better if you're constantly you know it's all about you you can be threes can be very self-absorbed because it's like well my way is the best way and i'm the most efficient and i know how to get this done the quickest (laughs) and so um when you when you see those signs that's when you can draw back and like okay i need to consider my spouse's opinion more even if it's going to take longer I need to just sit and be calm and let them drive the bus for a minute. That's a huge sign of growth for threes when they're willing to be in the bus, but not driving the bus. Yes. <laughs> because they have this real fear that it's not going to work out unless they're in charge, unless they're making it happen. They have this real fear. And so those, those, I would say would be the big ones to watch for the red flags of like, okay, where can I, where can I pull back here? Where can I ask for help? Where can I be a little bit more vulnerable? Where can I feel more so that I'm feeling as much as I'm doing?
0: Many of my clients know the things that you're saying, (laughs) like here are the words that we sometimes use when you feel like you're in the one-up position all the time in the marriage, when you feel like you're in the superiority role, Mm -hmm. when you start to way over function. Like oh, I've got to take care of everything and everybody. And if I don't, the house is going to burn down, but Oh, the, by the way, I will punish you because I'm taking care of everything. Cause I'm going to get mad, even though it's what I want to do. I'm going to pretend I have to do it for you. Right. And they just over function everywhere. Yes. My clients are going to recognize those words. Mm-hmm. All right. And we love you. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. We just want to, here's the way I tell it to my clients. Let's just put it on the table so we can observe it. So rather than thinking that we're ripping threes apart today, I really don't want it to seem that way. We're just putting this all out on the table so we can see it Mm -hmm. and look at it and explore it and do something with it. All right. Can we end with the great things that we love about the threes and how awesome we are? Here's your cookie.
1: Here's your star. Here's your validation. And it is sincere. You can trust us. Like Mm -hmm. it is sincere. It is very sincere. Yes. Just real quick. I wanted to add, you know, putting it out on the table. If it helps for you to visualize, like you're the CEO, we're in the boardroom, everyone is around the table and we're just presenting the the facts. We're just helping Mm -hmm. you bring self-awareness and that, and so I, th- I think that will be helpful as, as you move forward. We're not, we're not saying you, you need to fix this. You're not broken. There's nothing about you. Um, you know, that, but, but there are, there are things if you just have more self-awareness about we'll go so, so far. So thank you right. for
0: wrapping it up that way. I really appreciate that. And I wanted to say one more thing about that too. There are people listening to this who are high achievers who are not threes, but I would even say to them. If you see some of these things in yourself, same thing, like, let's just gain some self awareness. Let's be willing to look at it and tolerate how it feels to get a little bit more honest about what we're working with here. Even if you're not a three, because a lot of my high achievers, we have some eights in there and some sixes Mm -hmm. and whatever. Right. But, um, I think a lot of my clients will recognize parts of themselves that they could
1: look at here. So thank you. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, did you go through or to go to what we love about threes? We love their energy. People are drawn to threes because of their leadership, because of their vision, because of their way they can um, connect to people. These are your, these are your like student body presidents, right? Mm. These are your people that have learned very early on how to work a room, how to create connections with people. And depending on your subtype, we probably don't have time to go into that a ton, but there are three different subtypes for each number. And there's a social subtype, sexual subtype, and self-preservation subtype. Depending on which subtype you are, you're going to get your needs met a little bit differently. And so a social three, I'm guessing, is what a lot of your clients are. And these are the ones that um, they want the prestige of what they, what their money can buy. They, they want the prestige of being in that really high leadership position. They are the CEOs. They want to be center stage because they want the whole group to validate and reflect who their value. Mm-hmm. And so they do that through large groups. Um, um, on, on the opposite side, the sexual subtype is more of the one-on-one they get their needs net just. And so so a lot of your clients could be sexual um, subtypes as well, because that's where the, the relationship um, problems really arise is because in that one-on-one relationship, they're trying to control, they're trying to manipulate anyway, but they- about that. we have time. If this okay. is really important, like mm-hmm. dive in here,
0: people can listen to it on double speed or listen to <laughs> half tomorrow. I actually think this could be really important. And I forgot to jot that extra question down because it came late, but you're right. Let's go a little into the subtypes if you have time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Subtypes are your instinctual um, variants. They call them your instinctual variants. And you learn from a young age to act a certain way in order to get your needs met. So the big need for a three is to feel worthwhile yeah. and to be successful. And so this is how they, these different variants of how they do that are social self preservation and sexual. And so the self-preservation is what they call the counter type, which means they look stereotypically, they look the most not like a three because they, they go to themselves and they, um, but also a lot of the self-preservation threes are the ones that use, like, they'll just decide they need to meditate and like, that's going to be their, their, that's, what's going to make their life better. And all of a sudden they're meditating like six times a day because they get like, (laughs) they have to do it right and they have to do it they like they kind of have an obsessive personality with it that self-preservation they're really high they can really really um hone in on wellness and then just that's how it has to be and then and then that's how it has to be for everyone around them too so like a spouse of this kind will get really frustrated because they're like i don't want to meditate at all actually and i definitely don't want to meditate six times a day
0: (laughs) yes (laughs) yes I'm laughing a little bit too. I want to just share what was on my mind. I I've been re-listening to reading this book by Martha Beck. It's the way of integrity. It's so good, but she quotes somebody else. And if I could remember this, somebody else's name, I would share the credit for this, but they're kind of talking about intimacy. And she's like, Hey guys, when you're doing something intimately and it's not working, don't keep doing it harder. Like that's not usually the answer because they will be like, Oh, this is not working more harder. And I just kind of, When you said that, because I think this is the three with Mm -hmm. this subtype you're talking about, like, okay, I got a little, or
1: there's something there. And okay, we're all right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, yes. So depending on your subtype, how you get your needs met are going to look a little bit differently. Um, the one-on-one, um, the sexual variant, they are focused on family and their intimate relationships more. And so they they want others to look good. And so they are really focused on um, the people around them looking good because that will, that reflects back on them. That's more in that intimate relationship. And, um, the social subtype is like about alliances and how the networking, lots of people that are heavy, you know, the heavy into networking, that's that social variant. Um, they want to be celebrated by the whole group. They want to be recognized and awarded by the whole group. And so they get in spaces where they can cr- create that. Um, Anyway, so what is important here to understand, and it and it's true of any type, is that we all have these default patterns of how we are getting our needs met. And it's just just how we were created and, and what happened um, uh at, you know as as we grew up. So yes, threes, you're successful, you're charming, you're very good at what you do, you're efficient, you're Uh, resourceful, like you are just this, I'll figure it out kind, this kind of mentality of just like you're given an assignment and your mind goes, yeah, I'll figure it out. Like you, you, there are no obstacles in your mind for goals you want to achieve. There is very little that, that um, is, is an obstacle. So that's why these relationships can get so sticky because you view them as an obstacle. You view them as something that's slowing you down And it it really isn't, if you can, if you can have that, um, the mindset that that it isn't an obstacle, that's that it's actually a path of growth. Um, you'll get, you'll get a lot further, but I love that about threes. I love that. They just don't see things as obstacles. Like, yeah, I'll get, I'll figure that out. Like I've always figured things out. I've always, um, through my work, through my ethic, you know, my work ethic, through my intelligence through my networking, through the people I know. Like threes are like, yeah, I know a guy. Like they're always the type of people that are like, I, I know a guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever it is. Because they're well networked, they're people um very like social. A lot, not always, but a lot of times they're very um social. Um and so they've met a lot of people and they've they've created a big uh network for themselves. Um and that trust we talked about earlier, when, when threes can find that is so healing and so, so, so good for threes. So when you can step into that hope, step into that hope of that, that belief that everything will work out, even if you're not driving the bus, that becomes such a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and when you step into those emotions, even when it's super hard and feel super vulnerable and you, you, I think that fear happens because if threes feel like if, if someone saw who I really was inside, yes. they would reject me. Yes. They would leave. They would abandon me. That, that comes from that like super guarded place of just guarding their heart center and guarding who they really are inside. Um, why vulnerability is
0: so hard too, right?
1: Yeah. So, so hard. It's hard to be intimately connected with,
0: with someone when you don't want to show them who you really are Mm -hmm. and you don't want to tolerate how it feels to see who they really are beyond what you wish they would reflect back to you. Right. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yeah. so seeing I'm all nice. of this in a balanced way is so, so good. Like, I don't point all these things out to just be like, and you need to work on this and you need to work on this. That's not at all my, my point here. My point here is to build some equanimity for it all. Yeah. And that there's, there's an equilibrium that you wouldn't be where you are today. If those things weren't in place. But as we grow and as we develop and even a part of your natural development as an adult is what's going on with you right now, questioning how you've always done things, looking at what's really important, reestablishing your values. That is a very, very normal thing to happen to all adults in their mid forties. And so (laughs) Just recognizing that this is just a normal part of your, we talk a lot about child development, but we don't talk a lot about adult development. And that is actually a very normal part of of where you're at in life. And so accepting it for just what it is and seeing it without the emotion, seeing it without making it mean something bad about you will be so helpful.
0: Oh, I love that. I was just gonna say one thing um, about the spouses really quick too. Cause when you were talking about the strengths of the three. I am a nine, but now I have a very strong dominant eight. So I relate to my clients a lot because I have more of that aggressive stance in, in half of my life too. So I really get where my guys are coming from, but the nine in me was like, Oh, that's why we marry people like that sometimes. Right. Because it feels so comforting when you're describing, we just know they'll figure it out. We just know that they are so confident when we're not We just, it almost to somebody with a personality type, like a nine, which many threes are married to, um, it almost feels like somebody just scooping them up and carrying them with them when they're in that place. Mm. Now I realize that that's not how it actually feels long-term day to day, but I think that's why we get into relationships dynamics. Like we, we see a lot because it, when you weren't even talking, my heart was like, Ah, oh, pick me up. Carry me with you. Take care of me. But it's ironic. The threes love to do it and they're so good at it, but then they start getting resentful. Like, well, then they don't have to do anything. My partner's like just riding by on all of my successes. And, and it, it does get dicey. But I think in the beginning, all this to say, that's why we see the dynamics with the super high achiever and the people who are more quiet and, you know, Mm -hmm. but happy to let them do it for a little while until it gets so dysfunctional that resentment's creeping in.
1: And that's actually another thing I think we can normalize here is that what we initially loved about our spouses is generally in the end, like later, later down the road, what drives us absolutely batty. And (laughs) so (laughs) I think, I think that's just important here to normalize as well, but It doesn't mean that something has gone wrong. It doesn't mean that you're broken or your relationship is irredeemable. It's just part of growth and part, you know, relationships have dynamics just like life does and ebbs and flows and different things. And it's how you face it and how the choices you make in those moments that will determine where the relationship goes from here. So it doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong. Um, A lot of us could say that. A lot of us could say, that's absolutely what I loved about my spouse in the beginning. And now why are this, why are they this way? Why can't they step up? Why can't they be more decisive or whatever else, you know?
0: (laughs) So true. That's a great way to wrap this up. Sometimes um, I'll have my clients or people just write in on Instagram or wherever and say, well, what does it mean if I'm starting to wonder if I married the wrong person or or what if I look up like an old partner that I had in high school and, and just wonder what it would have been like if I would have married something different. And if I'm on a call with them, I'll look them straight in the eyes and I'll say, do you know what it means? That you're a human with a human brain and nothing else. And you married another imperfect human with a human brain. Like, it's just normal. Those things seem soul crushing. What? This is not the happy fairy tale that we never fight. And we always dance and kiss each other's butt with roses <laughs> and sunshine. Oh, we're, just, we're just people. So thank mm-hmm. you for normalizing that. Mm-hmm. As we wrap this up, where can people find you to learn more about you? What do you want people to know as we finish?
1: Yes. I would love everyone to understand that creating this kind of self-awareness for yourself, regardless of what type you are. Yeah. Create so much more power in your life and and peace. And so if anyone's interested in going down the road of understanding their type more um, yeah, I would love for you to reach out. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm Mariah Wickham on Instagram. I also have a website that needs updating, but regardless, it's MariahWickham.com reach out and ask your questions. I love talking Enneagram. I love talking about your specific flavor of Enneagram. <laughs> I think it's important to understand that every um, type has a, has a big spectrum of how they might show up. And so just because you're a three or just because you're a nine or whatever else doesn't mean you're put in a box. It's actually the opposite. I find that it's giving me so much freedom um, and liberation to see, um, see that it, it there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of ways and and self-awareness it brings rather than like restricting me. I love it. Okay. Reach out to Mariah,
0: ask her some questions and maybe we'll have another Enneagram conversation. This has been super fun. Thank you for being here.
1: You bet. It's been great fun for me too.
0: Thank you. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time.